Welcome to the NBA Front Office Show, bringing you inside rumors and transactions around the league with your hosts, Keith Smith and Trevor Lane. Brought to you by LakersNation.com and CLNS Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the NBA Front Office Show. Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com and Keith Smith from Yahoo Real GM and just about everywhere else you can possibly imagine. (laughs) Coming to you, we're going to be talking all about, well, what looks like the return of NBA basketball, plus what exactly that's all going to look like when the NBA gets back up and running. As you guys are very well aware, Keith is the originator of the Disney World plan. I'm just calling it the Keith Smith plan at this point. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that and exactly what that's going to look like. But first, quick shout out, guys. Remember, LakersNation.com helps power the show so make sure you guys go check them out and of course clns media as well keith you're you said you got a haircut which is great we switched places now i'm wearing the hat and you're and you're not how are you doing man i'm doing good man yeah i had to go out i i here in florida i couldn't do it anymore i was like pouring sweat like doing simple meaning you know menial tasks like barely moving around and it was like it was getting real wet it's it's funny it's real thin up here but then it gets real thick and nice back there so if i ever want to go the mullet route i am you're in good shape for that yeah you're you're ready hey you know what 80s styles are starting to come back next thing you know the, the mullet I do live in Florida too, so it's like the height of fashion <laughs> here. So, you know, we we could maybe pull that off. All right, that, that's what we're gonna we're gonna have to have. Uh, we'll have a little progression over the shows for the next few months. <laughs> yeah, and then we can show everybody, you know, from from current Keith to to mullet Keith, and it, you know, whatever it and takes then, six months from now. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll be doing live shows together when my wife kicks me out and I have to move in. With you. <laughs> so yeah, that'll work out nicely. <laughs> uh, that'll be great. Then it'll make it even easier to do shows. So, it's so there it, we yep. go. Yeah, uh, yep. you know, our on our last show, Keith, you laid out, you threw it out there. You said, "I guarantee the NBA is coming back," looking like a pretty good guarantee at this point, huh? Yeah, I feel really good about, about it. You know, I could have looked like a pretty big idiot more so than I usually do. Uh, but yeah, I feel really good. You know, I think everything over really, let's call it the past two and a half, three weeks has been trending in such a positive direction and just continues to move in that that way. It looks like the single site is going to happen. Uh, potentially still maybe two sites. Yeah, we'll see. But it's looking more and more like a single site. Uh, the players are on board. The, the teams are on board. The league itself is on board. The broadcasters clearly on board because they've got a lot of programming holes to fill. So I think everything is lining up there to to do that. I, I don't I don't like to get too into the discussion about should they, you know, the the morals of it because I you know that that's a very personal thing. I think for everybody's going to have their own personal feelings on that. But I do think that this is happening, you know, one way or another. And, and not to completely dodge that, you know, from my side, if the NBA believes they can do this safely for all parties involved, and they can do it without taking, um, you know, testing away from the the municipalities who need it in those areas, because it's really a state by state, municipality by municipality thing, you know, then why not? Right. That, that's kind of been my my opinion. If they feel they can do this now, I know there's people who will fire back and say, well, they can't. Well, we're we're, we're going to find out. I mean, that's the reality of this. And we're going to find out here uh, probably pretty soon. Yeah. And it's sounding more and more like 
either they believe they can or they're that desperate for for the revenue, which, I mean, maybe a little bit of both here. But uh, the NBA, it does feel like they are on the comeback trail. In fact, it was just a couple of days ago when we got that that Woj bomb that was like, he kind of snuck it in there a little bit. He said, hey, you know, teams are expecting at the beginning of June that we're going to start hearing about, you know, what the protocol is for calling players back from different locations, players who are, are, aren't in the city, their home base city, right. Um, who are quarantining elsewhere, calling those players back and getting them back into their training facilities. And then he added in the little bit about, you know, in preparation for the resumption of the NBA season. And I, you know, look, I, I know there's certain issues with it. I know that some people aren't going to be happy with it. Some people might say it's not safe to do that and all of that. But as a basketball fan, I can't help, but be excited about the idea of basketball coming back. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's what it boils down to for me is, you know, there's a selfish component because that's how I make a living. Right. But there's also the piece of I just love basketball, you know, and I, I don't want this season to just end, you know, where it was with teams having played, you know, 60, 65 games in that range ish. And, and that's where we're at. And, and I, don't, I don't want that to be how the season wraps up. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling that way. And it's funny because I had someone ask me today, which I think was a pretty insightful question is, why are we not hearing more from ESPN on this? You know, it's been Mm -hmm. The Athletic. I've obviously filled in uh, pieces that I know. Mark Stein from The New York Times is filling in a lot of stuff. I think the reason you're not hearing it is there's a lot of, um, they have to be very careful. They're not only are they a primary broadcast partner, but if the single site is going to be Walt Disney World, that's a, a owned, you know, the same parent company right. as ESPN, the Disney company. So I think they just have to be really careful because you don't want to be, you know, one side of the company is saying one thing while another. That's that's a big Disney thing. Uh, trust me, I know after 20 years of working there, um, they want the same messaging coming out at all times from everybody. So I think that's just the caution there while you're not hearing too much. They also don't want it to look like they are championing through the media or championing themselves for like we should be doing it here because of you know x y and z and that's you know again something to be cautious of but but that's that's why you know and i know there's a lot of people who until Woj says it i'm not going to believe it and right you know that's that's you know to some extent fair he doesn't get every bit of news that's out there he gets the you know 99.99999% of it so you know so that's fine but it's yeah i i do i i think we're there and and, and you touched on it a minute ago just being completely honest about everything with this money drives all of it. That's, that's what's yeah. driving. So there are billions of dollars at stake. If they don't finish this season out, even without fans present, even in a single site, just from the TV side, both with the regional contracts and the network contracts, there are billions of dollars at stake. And that filters all the way down through it. Both of the, the team side of the organization, the players, the league, everybody that filters all the way down to everybody. And that's really, really important. And that's, you know the reality is there's a lot of people who they want to make sure they get every dime that they can get out of this season knowing it's already going to be less than what they expected because of no fans and no ticket revenue and concessions and all the things that go into that yeah exactly and that's this is something we talked about on our last show that the the player side of it isn't just about this season it's not just about hey oh you know hey my team's not in the playoffs why do i care well no a lot of those guys should care and the messaging has been that that you need to care because it's about next season it's about the season after it's about what these revenue numbers are going to mean for any changes that come in the cba so um so i think that the players are more and more coming over onto the side of okay let's let's do this let's figure out a way to make this happen um i know i've also been hearing the sentiment that well look there's a decent chance that wherever we are 
is going to be a safer place than a chilling at home, right? Because of how over the top the NBA is going sure. to be in order to try to keep every everybody safe. So there's that aspect of it as well. Um, but, you know, if and when it, it happens, I think it's just going to be, it's going to be a win for the, the morale of the country and certainly obviously for basketball fans. But just to see sports back again, to bring that normalcy, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. And I know we're starting to hear the dates. We saw, I'm sure you saw Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. he was he yeah. was hearing and it's spencer dimwitty so we got to throw this out there right i mean like he, <laughs> this is the dude who tried to start a gofundme to pick his next location his next yeah. team he was he was signing with this is the guy who tried to convert his contract into a bitcoin deal and i don't know all the particulars of that i, I couldn't figure i read that thing like three times and i couldn't figure out exactly yeah, man, how that I was all gonna work that. Yeah. yeah i'm gonna but, keep real money i don't have enough real money to to start transferring it into internet money <laughs> <laughs> But but bottom line is is Dinwiddie was saying, hey, June twenty first, we're going to be back at practice. July fifteenth, yep. season's coming back. And, and yeah, to that, me, that that was huge. Just hearing those dates. Yeah, absolutely. That that's um starting to align with all the dates I'm mm-hmm. hearing. I, I was speaking with folks from teams, and they, they were speaking in uh, generalities. You know, there's a lot of ish in there sure. because these guys aren't going to be the guys who are going to dive into these. These are the exact specific dates and that. But the things I heard in general there were. It's that June 1st date that Woj threw out there of that's kind of the mandatory recall date that teams can say players got to come back. Now, one thing I want to be very clear about is that that maybe sounds worse to people than it than it maybe really is. I think there's some people who, if you're on the negative side of this, are taking it as like they're going to make these guys come back even if they don't want to and they're not ready. The vast majority of the players are back in their NBA cities. They're they're back there ready to go. Now, a lot of these guys, they traveled home. We saw that during the horse competition, right? We saw Chris Paul was in L.A., Zach Levine was in Washington State, and uh, Trey Young was in Oklahoma. Mike Conley was back in, I believe it was Ohio or Indiana, well, one of the two where he was. So, you know, we saw these guys were, were home. But what you're now looking at with these with, with this is these um these the the players a lot of them have traveled back to their nba city i think we're up to 19 or 20 teams are already you know doing voluntary workouts and the voluntary attendance has been really high and really good in, in those now what's also important in that is and i you know because i've been saying this for a while is getting the guys back in is the first look the medical and training staffs get at these players and get a sense of how do they look physically? You know, do they look like, oh, my God, they sat for two months and did nothing. You know, they ate everything. You know, there was a, a Postmates or Uber Eats or whatever you use at the door every five minutes. You know, um, the, the, the Joel Embiid approach, right, where he's ordering uh, milkshakes at midnight or whatever it was back in the day. <laughs> what, what was the um, thing he was drinking? Shirley Temples? Shirley Temples, like yeah. Shirley, like out of all things, things. Shirley Temples. Right, I know. Yeah, that's funny. That's what I used to drink when we went out for Chinese food when I was a kid back in the day. Um, but it was uh, – they, they're, that's not the case from the folks I'm talking to. These guys look better than what they thought and significantly better. And a lot of them said you can tell these guys were getting, you know, the best amount of work in that they could for a lot of these players. So so I think that is where then you start to build out, all right, well, we're going to do a training camp of some sort, whether that's three, four weeks, whatever it is. Um, that's going to be what we do. And then that starts to build your timing to whatever we're going to do. I was told then they'll travel to the single site. And then they'll have a week or two there where it's kind of sit 
sit still as we test mm-hmm. to make sure everybody's good to right. go. And then, yeah. And then we're into, to, you know, probably a little bit of practice time and then, then we're into games and, you know, and, and off we go from there. So, so I think all the dates are starting to line up did matching to, you know, there's been a lot of reporting that's been a lot more specific on dates. Yeah. Um, and I think all of it is it's for me, it's all close enough in and around the same dates where I think everybody's kind of getting the same message here. Yeah, it all it all has the ring of truth. And I, I got to ask this question on our live show last night. People were saying, well, all we're hearing right now is is rumors. How can you be so confident about any of this? It's just rumors, right? Yes, but you're hearing rumors from all these different sources and the momentum, the, the general shift is kind of pushing in that direction that, hey, this is going to happen and this is going to come back. So that's when, when you're seeing multiple people, when it's Stein, when it's Woj, when it's Shams, when it, all these people are, are crafting this players, narrative. Players right? as well. Yeah, he's saying that they're hearing. And, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Saying it's it's happening. That's when you know, a pretty, pretty good chance. Now, Keith, one thing I want to touch upon before we dive into what the specifics of this are going to look like, assuming it's Orlando, because we're hearing that that's, that's the favorite right now. Uh, but before we dive into that, one of the things that I'm hearing little rumblings about is these non-playoff teams, the teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs, and who knows how many games they're going to play when they come back, how many, you know, regular season, air quotes, games they're going to play. Um, but some of these teams, the Warriors, the Hawks, the Knicks, these teams that are out of it, they're not going to bring everybody back. Like guys like like Steph Curry, Draymond Green, yep. they're probably going to say, what's the point? Why put them out there on the floor? How much of that dynamic are you anticipating where the, the true star players who aren't playoff bound are just told, hey, you know what, you, you just chill over here and stay healthy? Yeah, a big part of that. Now, I don't know if it won't be they're not even bringing them with them. Yeah. I mean, that could very well be the case because it does sound like I believe it was Mark Stein reported today that that it's going to be pretty limited to the amount of mm. people you can bring. It's going to be you know somewhere in the 30s. I think he right. said 35. 30, 35 I, yeah. I've, I, and, I, and it's funny because, again, we're talking. Everybody's hearing around. I've been hearing 30 to 40. Well, 35 mm-hmm. right smack in the middle of that. And most traveling parties are you know between 50 and 80 um, on a general time. So, yeah. Which so a lot of people don't get a lot of people see okay 12 players on a basketball team but they don't understand how much it goes in behind that in order to get that team there yeah i mean you have you know in-house media and trainers and medical staff and equipment people and all that now one good thing is if you're doing a central location you can you can double up with some of the folks like the broadcast people will you you don't need to bring as many of them um you can do some probably with some of the equipment people you know can can you know, help uh, help each other out if they need be and the things like that. So so that is important. But yeah, I, that's what what I'm hearing is. So let's use the Warriors as an, as an example here. And I think it was Tim Kawakami who put out there like this is what it'll be, which right, was yeah. kind of humorous to me. I laughed. I'm like, so it'll be their roster that it's been all year anyway. Like, well, <laughs> it'll what are we be, doing? It'll here? basically right? be the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, minus Steph you know, and Draymond. Yeah, exactly. Which is you know that's what we've seen for the vast majority of the season. Mm-hmm. But you know, as I look at it. I don't think it's any different than April. You know, yeah. the, the two weeks of April are really every year are like they're, you know, that's when uh, he's got back spasms. He's out tonight, <laughs> you know, and it's like, and you start seeing all those things start popping up and those right. teams that are out of it, they're, they're already, you know, sitting guys or it's a, a cameo appearance of, you know, I'm going to pop in and I'm going to you know play, you know, uh, t- 10 minutes here and then I'm out of the game and now that'll be it and those kind of things. And I, and I think that's, you know, smart on the team side. Now I think, you know, 
because I've been asked, you know, what if a team just says, we're out of it, we're not going? Well, one, they won't. If the league says you're going, you're going. Yeah. You know, that part's already, that's, you know, done. But they won't do that anyway because everybody, to your point that you said at the beginning, everybody knows what's at stake here. This is billions of dollars for all of us, not just, you know, it's not like if the Warriors don't come, everybody says, well, then the Warriors don't get a part of that. That's not how this works. You know, mm-hmm. so the Warriors would never do that because they know they got to be there. But, yeah, I think those teams that are really, really far out of it, I think you're going to see them show up and, you know, you may not even see them bring their star players. I don't think any of the – like Clay Thompson, I've heard some people say, well, would you bring them back as a little bit of a, you know, test run and a warm-up? No. no. No, not nope. a chance, you know. Nope. So what? why, you know, just, well, we'll see you in the fall, you know, whatever that looks like when we, you know, pick back up for next season. And that's that. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see these teams be very cautious, you know, judicious. But it's funny. I've heard, you know, from some of the younger guys in the league, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned the Hawks because I did hear from one of a younger Hawks player who's, you know, part of their presumable future. And he's like, I want to play. He's like, I'm a basketball player. I want to play. You know, I've been sitting around for, you know, a couple months now. I want to get back out there and do, do something. So I think it's just going to be team by team, you know, how guys are feeling. But I think, you know, if you, if Steph Curry does play the minute Steph's like, yeah, something's not feeling right with my, you know, ankle or knee. Nope. Done. See you later. You know, you're on the bench for the rest of this thing. It might even be, go ahead and leave the, the bubble, you know, if that's what we're doing, and then then we then now you're kicked out. You know, see you later. That's that's probably an extreme, but yeah, they're they're not gonna they're the, you're not gonna see the superstars from those teams that are hopelessly out of it. it I'd be very surprised. We don't see them in April anyway, so it's not really any different. Yeah, it wouldn't be that outside the norm or, or anything like that. I'm just I'm a for some reason it popped into my head this scenario where where Steve Kerr is some is you know walking alongside Steph Curry and somehow just you know kind of gives him a little shove outside <laughs> of the bubble and goes, yeah, right? oh, so oh gosh I'm so sorry Steph well you know hey we'll we'll see you later see you next season buddy <laughs> that's so funny you say that man my my daughter and I have been playing the Lego Marvel games which mm. are amazing by the way they're they're really really fun you know what a big you know fan of Marvel I am um but we've been playing through those games and there's this part where you're underwater and there's a bubble and like we were like screaming at each other you're you're too far over you're gonna go outside the bubble and you know so that's what that made me think of (laughs) they're all i know we're almost picturing a physical bubble that that these players are are going to be (laughs) in like like the iron curtain right is was a real curtain right no of course it wasn't but um anyway so keith let's 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 go off of what we've heard and what we're hearing as far as, you know, concrete news, right? That it, it looks like it's going to happen, right? That's that's the rumor right now. We're hearing those dates. So let's assume, and we've heard a little bit that some teams are going to be doing like some training camps at their home base, at their, their home training facility. I think everyone's then, going to be doing that. And yeah, then I think that's go, the plan. Yes. Right. Yeah, but I so let's, that is say, the plan. let's say that they arrive in Orlando whenever, beginning of July. Okay. Let's sure. say they, they all arrive, arrive whenever. You know Disney World better than 99.9% of people in this world. So what does that look like? Teams show up. They're going to start getting ready. What happens? Yeah, so full disclosure for those who don't know at this point, I worked for for the Disney company for nearly 20 years. Vast majority of that time was at Walt Disney World in Florida. I did work at Disneyland for a little while in California, but the vast majority of my time was spent here. So I know the property quite well, and I am a Central Florida resident. I actually live, you know, uh, about a mile and a half from from Disney property. So I am uh so if anybody knows and is is right in it, 
it's me. Um, so what I'll tell you is, um, in, in this case, they, so let, I'm going to go all the way back to they get here to central mm-hmm. Florida. There are people who are like, yeah, and then they get to interact with all these people at the airport. These guys don't fly into the airport and roll through, you know, security and bad claim like like me and you do and probably everyone listening to this show. That's not how it works. They're waiting you in know? the back of coach for everybody else <laughs> right? to get off. Or, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, they, they uh, yeah, they're, they're like my mom and they jump up the minute the fasten seatbelt <laughs> lights off and, you know, block the aisle up so nobody else can move. Um, they are. No, the, these guys are they're going to come. They're going to come in on their 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 transport, whatever that may be. That's the other thing I think, too. People think that every team has their own private plane. Uh, we heard this at the beginning of the whole shutdown, remember, was the Jazz plane was also used by the Grizzlies and the Magic and mm. these teams. So there's kind of more of a fleet of uh, planes that these teams all, you know, they rent basically from the same right. same people. They lease, charter, call it what you will. Um, so, so, But they'll come in and they're going to get – probably picked right up wherever it is they land all their stuff thrown in and off they go and they're headed right off to to wherever the hotel is now i'm not saying this is the case but i've been doing a little digging um and using some of my my disney knowledge and disney contacts um coronado springs which is a massive um resort on property which is a pretty straight shot to the espn wide world of sports complex uh the sports complex, which we'll talk about in detail in a little bit, um, is where the basketball hub would be. But Coronado Springs is it is uh, essentially almost completely blocked out for the month of July. Now, you could go on and start looking online and book a reservation at just about any other resort right now. And that's, you know, if Disney will be open, not open, we'll see. But you have that ability to do. Coronado Springs is mostly unavailable. Now, Coronado Springs is also Disney's prime convention hotel. Um, they recently, within the last year or so, uh, opened a giant tower there, which is absolutely beautiful, rivals really a lot of the Las Vegas convention-style resorts. Um, and they also refurbished the entirety of the rest of the resort, the idea being to con- uh, attract high-end convention business to 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 the property. The other piece is there's over 220,000 square feet of convention space immediately attached to that resort, um, which is also really important because the idea there is if teams need meeting spaces, additional workout spaces, not for basketball but you know if they wanted to put in like weights or something like that it's there if they're going to bring families there's you know pools there's a there's a health club a gym to for families to work out there's a marina where which is completely self-contained within the resort where you can rent boats and sail around there's a lot of walking trails all over that resort and like every disney hotel if you've ever been to walt disney world there's a security gate. You're not getting in unless you need to be in. And, to, you know, kind of just as important in this this uh, uh, circumstance, you're not going to get out really easy either. You know, they're going to know if you're leaving too. And that's, you know, I think uh, of equal importance here. Um, mm-hmm. And then, it, it, like I said, it's a pretty straight shot over to the sports complex. So I think I'm just, you know, I don't know for certain, but I'm starting to piece together that that could be, you know, the hotel. And that hotel is also set a little bit away from some of the other stuff. Um, so there's not a, another hotel right on top of it. There's not a, It's not attached to a theme park, anything like that. It is kind of set off by itself a little bit so that, you know, again, adds further credence to, you know, there. But my what really raised my eyebrows was, hmm, this is the only place you can't book? Something's, hmm. something's weird here. You know, that, that seems off, you know, a little bit to me. Now, we've heard that, that MLS 
could be be doing the same thing. Use your like, would that be a location for there? Do you think that would be separate for just NBA? This is your bubble. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I, you know, speaking with someone from Disney, one of the things that they told me is we've got enough space. We can do both, you know, both uh-huh. hotel space and space at the sports complex. It's not an issue. And one of their, you know, thoughts that they said was floated around in these kind of high level planning sessions is, you know, what if you put them all together and then that allowed you to have some ability to say like, hey, MLS, you're off. You want to go watch the NBA games? You're already in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Go. You know, we'll get you over there, and that gives you a little bit of semblance of fans in the crowd or, you know, something like that. It's not going to be a ton of people, but it could be, you know, at least some, you know, kind of ambient noise in there and in the, in the right. facility beyond, you know, just the basketball. So we'll, we'll see. I don't I don't know what that looks like. The MLS is um, – I don't want to say it's gone silent. It's gone quieter. It but has. I think some of that just might be the the NBA has picked up so much steam, or maybe the MLS is just working a little quieter, you know, but behind the scenes. But from the Disney standpoint, they feel very confident that they can host both. Well, yeah, that would be, and that would be great to see to see at least some kind of fans there. And if they're soccer yeah. players, great, you know, hey, Chicharito can go and and cheer for <laughs> for the Lakers or you know whatever, right? Like you can you can have those things happen, but. Um, but look, and vice I think versa that, too, right? Like go, yeah. go watch an MLS game if you're, and we know a lot of these MLB or MLB NBA guys are huge MLS fans, you know, or yeah. soccer fans at least is, you know, maybe not MLS, but they're big soccer fans. We know a lot of these guys are. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. I mean, obviously they would be towering over most of the soccer yeah. players, but right? <laughs> but that w- that would be kind of a cool experience to see some of the NBA guys there at the MLS games and, and vice versa. That would be, uh, that'd be a lot of fun. But then, so once you get, let's say that they decide, hey, every team needs to hit that magic number, 70 games, right, 70 games. in order to get their TV revenue, which means you're not doing what we've talked about previously, where you tell the non-playoff teams, sorry, stay home. Everybody's yep. coming. Let's say they don't do the thing where they split, right? So you don't have the West and Las Vegas and the East in Orlando. You just have everybody in Orlando. Logistically, how do you deal with 30 teams in one location having the practice room for all of them, getting all the games done. How do you manage that and keep everybody safe at the same time? It's, it feels like a very daunting task the more and more I think about that. It does, but then think where me and you would be gearing up to be a month and a half from now in Las Vegas in a normal sure. year, right? It's They do it, and they, they had not only did they have 30 teams, but they had 32 last year because remember they had the, uh, what was it, the Croatian and Chinese national teams, yeah. I believe, were there. I, I, I know it was China, China, I think Croatia, I think. And then, but, you know, what was, oh, no, there was, a, there was a ton of media from Japan. Yeah, for because Rui Hachimura. For Rui Hachimura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. That's yeah. right. But but so they um, you know, so they had those teams there too. So so let, let's let's talk that part of the logistics, right? So so let's first talk what kind of what's been floated around them. And I think what we're all kind of generally hearing is that 70A marker, hundred percent, um, just for the background on that, that's where the RSN, the regional sports network contracts fulfill for the vast majority of the teams. I wanna say it's twenty-four out of the thirty teams fully fulfill at seventy. And I've heard that there's a belief that there can be some uh, renegotiation 
negotiation to get everybody to say if we got to 70, we're all good with everyone here. So that's big. So that's why they want to get there. Teams are anywhere from three to seven games away from that um, right now. I know the Lakers are on the high end. They've got they're at 63 games right now. And the Hawks are one of the teams that's on the low end, I believe, at uh, 67 games. So they'd only have three games to play. The Lakers would have to play seven. But, but you know, people much smarter than you and I, no offense to you, but definitely me, would be able <laughs> no, to work I'm out that schedule. Right? Yeah. They're, they're the ones who will make that work. Um, so, you know, that becomes a, a thing. There is, um, you know, they, they'll figure all that stuff out. Now, I will say, you know, on top of that is then – all right, so you got to bring all these teams in and play some regular season games here and make that work. Now, how does Disney make that work for the NBA? So let's get into the sports complex itself because mm-hmm. now now we're really into the basketball hub and what does that look like? So the basketball hub here, you know, the sports complex is um, the the cool thing about it is this place is huge. It's massive. Um, there's maps out there. People can go and look and see what it looks like. But they have three primary indoor facilities that would be you know, presumably used for this venture. First is called the HP Fieldhouse. It is a, it's, it's, very, it's an arena. It looks like a, um, a uh, mid-major gym. I think is the best way to to explain it the way it's set up, um, and then it can be you know kind of reconfigured for other stuff. But but that's what it primarily looks like. It hosts the Advocare Invitational every year, which is a college basketball tournament over uh, Thanksgiving week. So there's always you know eight um, high level Division one schools um, there that, that that come every year and play in that. Um, so it's fully game ready. It's 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 a little smaller. Uh, seating capacity wise in UNLV, but that's mm-hmm. really the only difference. And seating capacity doesn't matter because there's not going to be fans. There's not going to be fans there anyway. <laughs> maybe these limited, you know, MLS people, but, but right. that would be. Um, so that is where you're at, um, you know, there. So that I presume would be kind of the main uh, game court. That that would be one of your main game courts. Then there's two other facilities. One is called the Arena. It doesn't have it has no sponsor to it. It was initially built to host cheer and dance competitions, which have become massive and huge um, all over. And then Disney hosts some of the bigger ones for both the college and high school and youth levels, or all I guess college, high school, youth levels. Um, but it can be configured to hold up to three basketball courts in it at a time or really set up arena style with you know, one you know, arena style set up for right. the court. So I presume that would be your second game court because you're going to have to have two going on. So now you're at the UNLV Cox Pavilion, the Thomas and Mack and Cox Pavilion uh, set up there, right, where they're they're you know kind of side by side. And, and that's how, how you play the games. Now, practice facilities. There's another big um, gym on the uh, sports complex property, it kind of sits in between the arena and the field house called the Visa Center. And the Visa Center is, I liken it akin to an airplane hangar. It's this big, giant, open facility that can be configured just about whatever you need it to be. I've been in there when they've had as many as it seems like 10 to 12 courts set up for the Junior NBA World Championships and AAU tournaments and the like. Um, so it can be really set up. I think that's where would be the practice facility and the shoot-around facility for for them. And I think they'd have to build out a schedule. What does that look like? You know, we, we, we can set this up. I, I don't think they'd set up that many courts, but I think you set them up. You put up dividers and walls and things in between, um, curtains and all the like to kind of give a little bit of privacy where you can. And that gets set up as your your uh, bat, your practice facility, if you will, for everybody. And then there'd be a, clearly a schedule where it would be, you know, hey, this team's going to practice from you know, 10 to 12. And I think people have this mindset of like, Mm -hmm. you know, 
you know, well, NBA teams, you know, practice, you know, must run, you know, hours and hours long. It doesn't. They're generally, you know, an hour, hour and a half, two hours at the most. And then there's a lot of other things the players do, which keeps them in the right. facility, you know, long term. And that's where I think the convention center at Coronado Springs, if that's where they end up staying, can be set up. That can be your film and meeting area for teams and the like. That's big enough to 220,000 square feet. I've been in there where they've had as many as, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 different conventions at a time. You can certainly host, you know, 35 times 30 of uh, NBA in there at a time and spread them all out and give them their, you know, hey, this room in the convention center, that's for the Lakers. This one's for, you know, the the Hawks. This one's for the Sixers. This one's, you know, for this team. And, and that's where it is. You can set up all the projectors, everything they need to do film sessions and, and the like and get all that set up. Then on the sports complex uh, facility as well, there are medical um, things there because again, it's a it's a you know, working sports complex. There is um, there's hotels that are, or excuse me, hospitals that are very close by. If you know, God forbid, you know something major happens that can't be handled in house, right down the road, you know, probably five minutes maybe, which is you know a lot of times more than you can even say in some of these NBA cities for right. how close a major hospital is. And if anything ever really that they couldn't handle. Downtown Orlando is not that far away from here. Now, that's going to, I want to touch on something there because it gets asked a lot is would the Magic, which people might be for, familiar with from the old Orlando Summer League days, would their practice court be involved? Would the Amway Center be involved? I don't think so because for all that everybody likes to talk about Walt Disney World being in Orlando, it's really not. It's it's very far south of the, especially uh-huh. the city proper and where the Magic are located. So I don't think that would be the case. I think that's extremely unlikely just because now you're talking about really expanding that bubble, if you will. And that's going to make it a lot harder to kind of control and contain and all those things, all the things that could go wrong between, you know, point A and point B there. So I don't think that they would be involved, but if you really needed to involve them they could be i was told that the league could ask to lean on the magic a little heavier for some of the equipment and the things that sure. that, that, that you know they might need to to have to pull this off and the like and some of that more specialized equipment that disney probably doesn't have immediately on hand but really disney's facility has everything you need and you're not having to go in and say well you know all right we're going to turn this convention room into a basketball court you know suitable to host a game mm-hmm. that doesn't need to happen there are already set up and ready to go and can do that you know again i I like to say with all this stuff relative ease because none of this is actually easy but i think you know with relative ease they can do that yeah and i mean like compared to say like the the we heard the idea that los angeles was you know trying to promote themselves as an option or or at least throwing it out there that they could be an option and uh, it feels like to me looking at all the particulars even comparing vegas which i thought was a great option to begin with Disney World just seems like it's got everything, everything they could possibly need. Uh, like you mentioned, the Orlando training facility uh, for the Magic. I, 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 that court just is so it, it's so small. I wonder too. Yeah, about, it's you a full size regulation court. It's just not. Yeah, you're not, there's not a lot of surrounding space. No, so there's nope. there's a lot of players kind of you know on top of each other there. So you've got that factor as well. But I guess the you know the other thing that I was curious about here is would the players and their families have any access to the rides and the attractions and and things like that at Disney. I mean, maybe it depends on if the park is open or not, but would they have any, any access to the entertainment options there? And if so, the Milwaukee bucks are in big, big trouble because the Lopez (laughs) twins are going to go AWOL. They'll they'll just, yeah. 
Yeah, for those who don't know, Brooke Lopez owns a house on Disney property. Disney, uh, a few years back, opened up this this chunk of the property and uh, built you know several um, you know beautiful beautiful homes in there. And Brooke Lopez was one of the early uh, buyers in there, and he he has a home in there. So yeah, so there's someone who said you know the Bucks have home court advantage because because he lives because <laughs> he you has know, a on the property. There. And it is funny. We do see the Lopez twins at Disney uh, quite often. You, you see them pretty regularly, you know, walking around the uh, the property. A lot of times I think they spend their off season bouncing between the two Disney Disney uh, properties here in the States. Um, you know, so let, let's talk about that for a minute. So so this is, I think, another good grounding. If people want to look on my Twitter, it was a couple of days ago. I put up a tweet that, you know, shows the entirety of Walt Disney World's property um, with all the, the hotels and the theme parks and all that. And then I kind of did find another picture where it overlays over um, the, the, the uh, New York City and it proved, you know, shows, I think, to prove Disney, Walt Disney World property is 39 square miles. That maybe doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people. I, my brain doesn't work that way, really. But no, that's huge. <laughs> my, where I can understand it's twice the size of Manhattan and it's the size of San Francisco. So it, it's a city, you know, it is a city, it is a city size and there's different from maybe some of your listeners, you know, Lakers fans, I assume a lot of West coast people um, who've probably been to Disneyland. You can fit the entirety of the Disneyland resort. So the parks, the, the, the two theme parks, the hotels, they're, they're downtown Disney in the magic kingdom and the magic kingdoms parking lot, just about here in Florida. So to give you the sense of that size, you know, how, just how much bigger Walt Disney world is now, Disney is in the process of starting to reopen. Disney Springs, which is is the Florida version of downtown Disney, it's retail and dining. It started to reopen uh, just a couple days ago. Um, they that was the all the partner companies there. They they have kind of like a big outdoor mall, like you see a lot of places right. um, there. So they started to reopen, and then the Disney um, operated and owned facilities are going to start opening here uh, next week. So they're going to start opening up and and be open to guests. So so that's kind of the first. You know, let's, you know, dip our feet in the water, see how this goes, see how people are reacting to things. Universal Studios, which is completely separate from Disney, it's it's a different theme park group with uh, two theme parks, um, you know, further miles down the road, closer to downtown Orlando. They are reopening at the beginning of June. They have already announced that, that they're going to be reopening to guests then. Um, So Disney will be reopening their parks here probably fairly soon. But what's likely to be for Disney, because there are four theme parks, there's two water parks and all that, it's going to be a slow and staggered reopening. The expectation is it'll be one park that opens for a while. That'll be the Magic Kingdom. That's the primary park. Um, That is the the version of Disneyland, if you will, here in Florida. Um, So it will reopen. Then, you know, kind of see how it goes there. And that the other piece is there's not going to be the volume of of guests traveling here to to Central Florida to need to open all four parks and all the hotels and those kind of things. Now, this is where people are like, yeah, but once you have guests there, that's it. Like, you can't create a bubble. You can't do any of that. Well, the sports complex, if you look at a property, property map it's it's pretty far off by itself it's roadway in is probably close to a half mile long down into the sports complex before you're even like to the parking for the for the facilities um and then the, then you're a pretty good walk from the parking into to the different arenas and the like anyway so they are 
pretty well isolated for that. The hotel, we already talked about that. No one's going to get in there that shouldn't be in there. That's pretty easily done also. So I think, um, you know, Disney could certainly reopen the guests and go. Now, would the players and their families be allowed to go? That's really going to probably be the NBA's call. If it is the Jared Dudley approach of, you know, people can come and go, and if they get sick, that's on them. Well, then, sure. I've been told that's probably not how it's going to be. It's probably not going to be as, uh, you know, that. I can't imagine it. Yeah, what I have been told is it's more within the areas that are open to you. You have free, you know, roam about and do whatever you want. But what Disney does very well is they'll bring in entertainment into wherever the, the mm-hmm. players and their families are staying. They'll bring characters in. They'll bring in a bunch of entertainment hosts. They'll they'll make sure there are plenty of activities to do. Um, they'll they'll have the pools clearly. They'll have things set up to do movies and all these other things. You know, for families, like I said, there there's uh, bike paths and there's um you know walking and ro- jogging trails at Coronado Springs. There's a marina. There's all those things if that's where it is, and and they'll they'll have that set up. One thing that's not uncommon for us here in Central Florida, unfortunately, is hurricanes. That does happen. And when that happens, we have to do a shelter in place in the hotels. And you can't, you know, just say, hey, a hurricane's coming, send all the guests home. It doesn't work that way. You know, if they're here, they're here. And a hurricane generally, you know, blows through and it's it's gone within a day or so. So you don't want to send everybody home if, you know, one day of their trip is going to be spent. So what you do is you tell them, all right, you're in the hotel now, you're you're kind of stuck here. But what Disney does fantastic, and I think I slipped a Wii in there because I'm still not <laughs> you're, you're in Disney mode it. still. <laughs> right? Is um bring in characters and entertainment and all these people into the hotels to make sure people are still having a good time because it's Disney. If there's one thing Disney knows how to do better than just about anywhere else in the world, it's take care of people and make sure you're having some fun. So so they'll make sure that there's plenty to do and plenty of fun to be had. And then the assumption I was told from from folks within the NBA is as teams are eliminated from this, they they go. They're they're right. you know, they'd see you later. You're you're out of here. Your your season is over and you know, good luck. So so I don't think you're going to have too much worry if Disney reopens while the NBA is here, a lot of crossover and those kind of things. I think you're going to be see them do a pretty good job of keeping everything apart. But I really do encourage people, go look at that tweet to get a good sense of, you know, what does a property map look like uh, specifically? And then look at the overlay picture with New York City to get an understanding of just how big the property is and how far away things are. For example, where I live on the property, to get to the other end of property, it's almost a 25-minute car ride so if that gives anybody a sense of how long so you're not going to get you're not going to get you know player x's kid isn't going to go you know ride 15 rides and then come back and you know hug dad and the next thing you know everybody you know (laughs) you're passing along this thing um that's that's not the scenario that that's going to happen i i do think it's interesting oh yeah go ahead I do want to say, too, if the parks are not reopened to paying guests, they will not be open just for the NBA. I would be right. very, very surprised that happens. Um, you know, for example, the, the Magic Kingdom to open and run the Magic Kingdom, that's roughly, you know, a fifteen to 20,000 person operation. Um, and that's Disney's not going to be a position to do that for the, you know, right. thousand ish. So, you know, number of people here with the NBA like that's that's probably pretty unlikely. Now, maybe they could. But that that's a that's a very, very big undertaking. It's not uh, me walking in and flipping on a switch and all the rides are on and everything's ready to go. It doesn't work quite that easily. Just plug the cord into the wall. Everything's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they shut it down, right? That's all you got to (laughs) do. I do think it's interesting, too, that uh, the teams, once they lose, that's it. They're they're exiled from the bubble. 
They just, all yeah, right, I, I, you're, you're out, yeah, you're cast out to go wander. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know him. that it's going to be quite walk the plank, you know, go back yeah, out right. there. Like, I wasn't a big fan of The Walking Dead, but I don't think it's going to be like, throw them out to the zombie horde. They lost. <laughs> you know, man, that'd be, you know, some stakes though, right? There, yeah, if you, right. Uh, Toss, toss them out, you know. Um, no, but I was told, you know, at that point, it's basically like, all right, you're 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 done, you know. Go, go. Now, right. you know, we know a lot of these players. I mean, we see them at summer league. They're hanging around mm-hmm. the gym all yeah. day, you know, watching, you know, guys who they're not going to be in the NBA, you know. So it wouldn't surprise me if some guys are like, man, I'm, I'm, what else am I going to do? I'm going to stick around, you know, and I'll, I'll watch. So I, I, I'll be curious to see how that looks, you know, and what that looks like um there. We didn't talk it to. I want to, you know, touch on it real quick with the, yeah. um. With, with what a what a day might look like right um i think it's how it was explained to me this morning um and we're recording this on friday uh the 22nd this morning i spoke to someone who said it's probably going to be pretty summer league like for at least yeah. that regular season part where you're going to play you know games are probably going to tip off around noon eastern and then you're going to go straight into the night you know probably get you know four or five games in a day on each court so you know you're talking eight to ten games uh, a day that'll get played and i think what is um you know kind of important uh there to note is yeah they're they're set up to do that it's very much set up like summer league will be set up you know not exactly the same but pretty pretty similar with the way they can you know run people in and out and get things moving and go and and we know that's what summer league does you know every every day you know for especially that first what four or five days of summer league it's you know you know 10 games a day five games on each court and you you know if you're there you bounce in between the gyms but those games are just you know they're they're going on and i think that is the big uh push here with with disney is yeah we can do that exact same thing so i think you're gonna see games you know played at all different times i would assume they're going to do things like you know they're not going to make the lakers play at noon eastern you know he'll probably yeah. more you know make sure that they're in a you know nine ten o'clock uh east eastern window so it's more of a normal time on right. the west coast and those kind of things but yeah they still want got, the ratings exactly and that's it yeah. and if you've got yeah if you've got a uh, hawks calves that that's a good you know noon eastern game you know, you get it in. The Hawks and Cavs fans will find it and they'll watch it, and then you know, off we go with 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 everybody else. So, so that's that's what a you know, I think a typical day is going to look like. And then I was told playoffs will look more like a normal playoff schedule, where it'll be probably something along the lines of you know, um, you know, two game, two to three games at night. Um, which is pretty normal in the first round. And then, you know, right. maybe the weekend days will be a little more f- filled up where, right. The, we both love those first couple weekends because there's four games each day and it's absolutely amazing and you love it. Um, yeah. You know, Saturday and Sunday, that's what I think it's looking like it'll be set up like. And, and we should also note seven game series sounds like the most likely right. scenario right now, which is, which is big, I think to, for them yes. to stick to a seven game series. It's pretty, yep. pretty important. Yeah, Adam Silver has said he wants seven game series. He believes yeah. seven seven game series through the entirety of the NBA playoffs crowns a true champion. You've right. run the gauntlet, you've earned that championship. And I think even in this year where, you know, people are gonna be like, it's so weird, they had all these months off and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's not, you know, there's yeah. nothing you can do about that. But yeah, if you came back with all right, the first round's best of three and then the next two rounds are best of five, or I could see people now all of a sudden, you know, best of three, you know, uh, you know, a top seed loses the first game, and they're on the ropes, right? Now you're in trouble. Exactly. You know, so I don't think we're going to get that. I think you know, maybe the first round is best of five, which there's some who clamor to go back to that anyway. People right. really liked that. They thought it was a lot more exciting. Plus, it shortened everything down and got it over quicker um but yeah i think we're more likely to see seven games because then you hit the magic word there revenue 
you want those games mm-hmm. on TV. You want as many of those games out there out being played as possible. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You you want as many of those playoff games out there so that people will be be watching them. They get the eyeballs on them. And you know what? Like, there's going to be people saying, "Oh, you know, like Shaq, right? Put an asterisk by the champion this season because it was so different because they took a break and all of that." And there would be those cries would be even louder if it was, say, a best of three first round or whatever yep. whatever you do to change it. But I, I think the one thing that I keep putting out there is no matter what happens. There is no normal. That's not happening. Yeah. So you yeah. just have to roll with it. And that's just yeah. that's that's the reality that we're in right now. So I don't you know, the whole asterisk thing, I don't I don't buy it. Everybody's in the same situation. We're making the best of it. And yeah. there's no other there's no alternative. We do what we have to do in order to get the season in. Yeah, if you're that stuck on this, then one I'm gonna say then don't watch. You know, or you know, if you if you if you were someone in a person of power that's that stuck on it, then vote against having it and just be like, We're done. Right. The season's over. We're going to move on because it's not what it's going to be, you know. And it's funny. I would encourage anybody who's who's got kind of the thinking or is curious about how people might think about that. Woj did a pod with Tom Thibodeau uh, this week, and I thought he really talked. He talked a lot about the um, that 1999 lockout season, which was a 50 oh, yeah. game season, and he talked about the Knicks and how the Knicks ended up in the eight seed that year because they were banged up at the beginning of the year and lost a bunch of games, and then they really picked up steam in the last 20 or so games, played really well, got into the playoffs, made a big run, made it all the way to the NBA Finals because by that point they were playing like the team they always thought they you know, had kind of envisioned Mm -hmm. that they'd be, and they made it to the finals. And I think what was um, interesting there was that that came out of like, is there an asterisk? And he's like, as long as it's the same for everybody, no, like it it is the same situation for all 30 teams. Everybody's going to deal with this, you know, and anybody who's crying about, you know, we could have made the playoffs. Well, right now there's a five game spread in the one conference, three and a half in the other. Yeah, probably weren't, you know, probably wasn't going to happen. Maybe the Pelicans, you know, we're going to make a run at that thing or the Blazers pretty easy closing schedule. Yeah. And I think Portland was the other one with Mm -hmm. an easy closing schedule and Memphis was a little bit tougher. But, you know, it's not like it's a game game and a half or you're tied. So I'm not, you know, overly worried, you know, about that. It's, you know, I I think, it, you know, whoever gets in gets in and this is what it is. And everybody's, you know, dealing with it. And I, you know, and quite frankly, I would go to, you know, well, you show one more games than in, you know, December and January. If that's your big yeah. concern, you, you should have played better then, you know, cause those, this really proves those games count just as much as the ones in March and April. Do. So, you know, you should, <laughs> it just, you know, it just takes a pandemic for them to count. Yeah, exactly. Count me, but no, that's know, all. But yeah. Yeah. And hopefully that's, you know, not going to be ever a thing we have to go through again, but right. yeah, I, I think, I think we're going to get, you know, something that resembles the real and true playoffs as much as possible um, with this. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're going to try to keep it as normal as they possibly can. And uh, and I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. I, I can't wait to see NBA basketball and then eventually playoff basketball. Uh, I am I keep my fingers crossed and hoping that you're right about like the the marquee matchups being pushed to later in the evening because the NBA is going to need that that revenue. I hope yeah, that we see like- some of the, the better battles later on. And we don't you know, you don't have a you know Lakers at noon, like you were saying. Yeah, I, I just I can't imagine it. Right. Just for yeah. one, um, you know, a big chunk of this is for those regional 
uh, networks. Well, mm-hmm. by who, who's the Lakers? You know, is it Spectrum or somebody Spectrum, like that? Yeah. I think. Spectrum yeah, that. Spectrum's not going to want to put a game on, you know, on a Tuesday at noon. You know, the Lakers game. That's not, They're going to want that Tuesday at 7 p.m. their time. Right. You know, that's when they're going to want to put that game on. So, yeah. So, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think you're getting the West Coast teams playing, you know, these noon tip-offs. Maybe you slip a, you know, a, um, uh, who, who's a bad team in the West that's kind of in the middle of the country? The Timberwolves. The Kings. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, even the Kings, you know, maybe you still want them, but the Timberwolves, right? They're only sure. kind of west anyway. You know, kind so you, you could put them at noon and everybody's like, Yeah, whatever, right. move on. You right. know, but yeah, the, the the best teams, the teams that are, you know, in the West, I think they'll play in cut in their normal ish time slots. You know, because right. we even see that in summer league too. You know, the West Coast teams generally tend to play in the later slots, the East teams playing there earlier. Um, and that's how it works. So yeah, I, I don't I, I think you're gonna see them, you know, put this together in a way to match maximize eyeballs on it as much as possible yeah yeah agreed and you know what i can't wait it seems like every day we're hearing more and more concrete details which is what i've been begging for 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 weeks now something concrete to come out give us some real dates give us some uh some semblance of hope that this thing's coming back and i feel like we have that now and i am i'm extremely excited and hopeful i can't wait till that woj bomb comes out saying we're back officially Let's go. I'm, I'm certainly ready for NBA basketball. Uh, Keith, why don't we wrap up there? Final thoughts, anything you want to close with? Yeah, no, man, I'm with you. I, I want, you know, I want it back to you. And I think, um, you know, I've said all along, if you can do this safely and you can do it in a way where you're not mm-hmm. taken away from folks who, who really need it in here in Central Florida, you know, knock on wood, we have done very well comparative to a lot of other places with, um, you know, people staying safe and, you know, our numbers are very, very low and, you know, that's really important. And I think, you know, that's a big chunk of giving the NBA the confidence of, you know, come here, we're going to put the faith and trust in Disney that they can, you know, run this. And I, I think, you know, I, I said it last time, I guarantee we're going to basketball. Well, I can't do more than that. I double guarantee. I don't know, but we're going to have basketball and we're going to have real basketball games that count and matter um, by the middle of July. That's, that's my belief. I mean, on one hand that sounds, Oh my gosh, that's, you know, whatever, almost two months away. Right. But at the same time, we've been waiting for so long. It's like just to, just to have that, that date to look forward to, I think is, is thrilling. So well, let uh, let me say one last thing. Sorry. Cause a lot of people have said like, why is it going to take so long? Just think of it this way. Summer League, which has no stakes at all for the teams, right? Players mm-hmm. have stakes because that's a lot of them how they get jobs and the like. But for the teams, there's very, very few stakes involved. They plan for months and months and months and oh, months yeah. for Summer League. You're talking about picking up the entirety of the NBA, putting it in one place, playing really important games that mean something and crowning a champion. Let them take you know, a month and a half to two months to figure it out and get them there if that's what needs to be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to get it right. You can't just kind of yep. uh, wing it and then hope everything's going to turn out okay. That That's yep. not going to work. Absolutely. All right, guys. That's going to wrap things up for us today. Again, we're excited. Feels like NBA basketball is just about back. Tons and tons of stuff going around right now. So, And it's certainly an exciting time. We appreciate you joining us here, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to the podcast version. And he's got, he's got, for those of you on the podcast version, Keith has this, why does Mickey not have like eyes? He's got... He's got a Mickey Mouse that's got a basketball. He's just, the, they're they're just big eyes. He's just super excited because he's going up to for dunk. I think my eyes would be big too. He's got like, I don't like know. The, they're all dark. They're totally black eyes. They're like maybe, demon eyes. Maybe he's got them closed. Maybe he's like MJ with the tongue. Oh, okay. his eyes as he goes up. I don't it. know. I think he looks good. He's ready. 
He's ready, ready to ball. To He's ready to play some basketball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for, for us today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this show on uh, on Apple Podcasts. And, of course, if you're watching us on uh, on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, make sure you guys comment. Let us know what you think about the NBA coming back. If you want to follow Keith on social media, find him at KeithSmithNBA on Twitter. You can follow me at Trevor underscore Lane on Twitter, at Trevor Lane NBA on Instagram. Till next time, everybody. NBA is almost back. Here we go. Stay safe. See ya.